Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Today is the beginning of a new month, September 1st. Wow. I can't believe how fast time is going. We are starting today's Wednesday, September 1st, and we're starting a new month. And praise the Lord uh, for all that He is and all that He is doing. This is a podcast where we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate the freedom that we have in Him and how that can just impact every area of our lives. And so I've got my cup of coffee today. I hope you're doing well, and I just pray for a good day and a good month ahead for each of us. We've got some exciting things coming up on the podcast. As next week, we're going to be starting a series on mental health, and I hope you will join us for that. But today, I want to continue on. I've been talking about the flesh and the thoughts that come at us and and how then how we have this new identity. And so I think one of the things I want to share today is what, that can be very, very freeing and I think can really help us in our freedom journey is being able to distinguish between the flesh, which we said last time is not our identity, and and our new identity. Being able to distinguish where this is coming from. Because if we still believe that it's coming from a part of us that God hasn't cleaned up yet, then we're going to think we're actually at battle against ourselves. And as we've said a couple of episodes ago, that our our battle is not really against ourselves. We're the new self. We are the new creation. God has made us brand new, but we still have opponents, if you will. We still have influence influencers that are coming at us, and the flesh is one of those. Okay, and so I want to talk. I, want, I think this is so freeing. Can be so freeing for us in distinguishing where this is coming from, because if I still believe that I'm just at my core, I'm still. This is just a part of who I am. Then what hope? What hope do I have? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a lot of time either either uh, trying to kill the flesh or trying to dress it up and make it more religious or more spiritual. And as we said last time, there's no amount of cleaning up or beating down the flesh that can that can improve it or help it or get rid of it. Actually, we've we've um, the script you know scripture says that the flesh is an influence for us. It's not a part of us, so it's not a it's not a good part of us against a bad part of us. Okay, we got we, it's it's important to know this. So so. This is a freeing, life-giving truth. Uh, the, these these thoughts, these unrenewed mindsets and attitudes, yes, they're still there because we've created these coping mechanisms, which are the flesh that we've gone to for our source of life, for our source of significance and meaning and fulfillment and pleasure and satisfaction, whatever that may be. We've used, we've taken the flesh, we've we've taken that influence, and we've grabbed a hold of it, and it's become a stronghold. But but here's the freeing truth: those even those unrenewed mindsets and attitudes are not your identity, and the flesh is not your identity. It's not a part of you that God's accepting and saying is new, and a part of you is is not. Uh, you, as we've said before, you do not have two natures. You're one. Okay, so it's 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 you're a hundred percent a new creation. Okay, now. Uh, the yes, the struggle is still real. We're not saying that you know every day we get the opportunity to wake up and choose whether we're going to focus on the new creation that Jesus has made us and focus on Christ, or we're going to focus on what we think is 
still the bad part of us or the part that needs to be fixed or 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 whatever or changed okay so that yes those those thoughts all those thoughts the thoughts of greed or anger or lust or there there's so many different varieties of the thoughts and the flesh that come at us but here's something that can be a freeing truth what if you were to know what if you were to know and believe and i didn't used to believe this that actually those thoughts are not coming from you. Those thoughts are not coming from you. They're coming at you as the flesh, as the old coping mechanisms that you have used. Yes, even in your Christian life, you've used these coping mechanisms, whatever they may be. Sure, pornography was my biggest one. I used I used pornography, which was the flesh. It was not my identity, but I used that even in my Christian walk during times of stress or during times of 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 anger during times of just wanting to soothe whatever loneliness I was feeling or whatever and that was the lie the lie was that I really wanted that and it was actually coming from me and yet in reality it was something that was presented to me as the flesh and and I I either had a choice to accept it or a choice to live out of the new me that I already was that's the choice that has to be the hope that we have because I promise you, the most of the time I spent trying to do what I said earlier, trying to get rid of the flesh, trying to beat it down and get stronger over it, or trying to make it more spiritual. Oh, if I just if I just do this, these things, if I just read my Bible X amount of more times, then I won't have these thoughts coming my way. And it just it wasn't working. So these thoughts that are coming at you. <laughs> do not come from any part of you. There's other parts in Scripture that actually says you have the mind of Christ now. You've been given the mind of Christ, and you've been made obedient from the heart. Romans 6 talks about you've been, you become obedient from the heart. Okay, so there's no part of you that is dirty or rotten or that God's rejecting. Uh, it's the flesh that's coming at you. Like I, I always use the word dart or like a like a torpedo or a, it's coming at you and we either we either uh, receive it or we reject it. Okay? So you actually don't want to live out of the flesh. But here's where it gets tricky and we've said this, it's become your default because it's based on a lie. Remember the lie, the belief, the false beliefs lead to the fleshly coping mechanisms which are the flesh and then we live out of that because we're believing a lie. So the lie has to be recognized and replaced with God's truth. And then we have to also then see how we're living out of we're living out of the flesh. And those old coping mechanisms, uh, I will I'll just say it, they die hard. They don't they don't fall away easy because we we've gone to them over and over and over and over again to get satisfaction. So sin is not who you are, sin is not what you want, the flesh is not who you are, and the flesh is not what you want. You, you, you can have, you're invited, God's inviting us as a new creation to have a whole new way of interpreting our, the, the thought life, the flesh, and the, these still thinking that there's something wrong with us. We can actually, I mean, here's the hope, right? When that, when that fleshly coping mechanism presents itself, when that angry thought or that, that lustful thought starts to rear its ugly head and come, come at us, we can actually say, as we've said before in Romans 6, I count myself dead to that thought. I count myself dead to the flesh. I count myself dead to that old way of 
living in that coping mechanism that has no life in it. And I'm going to be frustrated and miserable out of it. And I, and I count myself alive to you, God. I count myself dead to that, that temptation and alive to you. In that moment, right? In that moment, we can act, that's our hope. In that moment, we don't have to just at some point at the end of the day say, oh, well, I'm just going to, this is just, I wasn't spiritual enough today. I didn't have my quiet time today. So that's the reason why I gave into it. No, no, we have the power of the living God in us. We have to believe that we can make that choice and we that's our hope. And so it's not, we're not the, we're, I know this may go against everything. We're not the problem. We're not the problem. I mean, if, if the old me has died, the old self has died, I'm the new creation, then, then we, we hear the messages of, well, you're, st- you're still the problem. You're still, this is, and, and you need to get yourself out of the way. Or even, I've even said this before, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm my own worst enemy. Am I, how can I be the new self, new creation with a brand new identity, holy, blameless, righteous, all the spiritual truths that are, and then my, also my own worst enemy? And am I an enemy to God? Scripture now says I'm a friend of God, not an enemy of God. I was before. I was an alien. and a, I was a, a, an enemy of God. I was, um, you know, a stranger to God before before Christ. But now that I'm in Christ, I'm. I'm he calls me his friend. My old self has been crucified, buried, and then the new self has been resurrected with Jesus. So, so again, and I know this may it may sound. Like we're puffing ourselves up, but no, we're puffing Jesus up because he's done all this. He's remade us to be brand new. We, we either believe that or we don't, and we're going to live out of that. If I still, still believe that I'm just the flesh and that I'm still the old and the old man's still alive, I, I really have no hope. I really have no way of even interpreting the thoughts that are coming my way. I have no way of even dealing with the flesh because my only way now is... Again, like I said earlier, to try to kill it off or to try to dress it up and make it look more Christian. You are not the flesh. You are the new self, and you're not. There's there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> uh, and I think when we understand, I think this is a big deal, because when we understand these words, because uh, words do matter, when we understand what the flesh is, what the power of sin is, what our new creation self is, when we begin to understand that, then I just think it's it's revolutionary. It's tra- it's transformational because then we can view things through how actually God is viewing it. And so when that sinful thought comes to us, we have hope now because we're the new creation. It's not for us. It doesn't it doesn't come within me, and it's not. There's nothing. There's nothing about it that I want. And I let the Spirit, the power of the Spirit, defeat it. Because remember, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We let the Spirit of God that's in us, that's the power, that's the strength. We simply are choosers and receivers and believers. And so as we say in Galatians 5.16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit. Again, what's the answer? Walk by the Spirit. And you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. We can, we can, that's a choice that we get to make. This walking that he, uh, Paul's describing here is a choice. We don't have to say, I have to get myself out of the way. No, I'm the new self. I can actually embrace the new self today, my new identity in Jesus, and walk in that. I'm walking by the Spirit. It just means simply, my simple way of saying this, because you can get overcomplicated, is to focus on Jesus. 
is to focus on Jesus. And if God needs to bring something up in, in, in your life, the Holy Spirit's going to do that. We don't have to get overly introspective and start searching for things that aren't there. We can literally wake up and walk by the Spirit day by day, moment by moment. Even if you're struggling in an addiction right now. Especially if you're struggling in an addiction. And again, I say this. Yes, the struggle is, is daily. But the struggle is not against yourself. The struggle is not against you. If, if you're on God's team and you're united with Christ... You're, he's, he's battling with you. <laughs> you're not battling against yourself. You're on his team. He's, you're one with him. He's one with you. The flesh are the opponents. The power of sin is the opponent. The world and the, the lying beliefs and the old coping mechanisms. Yes, those are the opponents. But you don't have to trust them. You don't have, you're not them. None of them are you. None of them are you. And so as we... As we enter then into this, we basically we can see the struggle as as these two kind of, I guess you could say, warring beliefs. One of them is, and these are the thoughts that come into our head of, well, uh, this is just who I am. I'm I'm a product of my past. I'm a product of my upbringing. I'm a product of what's been done to me. So I define myself by my past and my present, whether I'm a failure or not. Okay, I've got all these, maybe I've got all these failures. I've had, maybe I've had abuse that's happened in my life. I've had some painful circumstances. And then it could be the other way. I'm also maybe possibly identifying myself by my success or how, how good people told me I was. And so I'm basing my worth on, on all of those things. And so as I begin to receive those messages, again, we talk about false beliefs, they become strongholds. And they're developed, and I begin to believe that my identity is actually this. It's my past. It's my, it's my shame. It's all of, or it's even my self-effort and this worldly success that I may have had or people that have told me. That can be one of the programming that we're listening to, one of the thoughts, and that's what God had to renew so much of that in me because I f- my felt like my worth was based on those decisions and those addictions and those behaviors that I couldn't seem and also what I thought of myself. But the other one, the other the other I think thing that goes on in our head then is that no, we're actually being invited to embrace this new identity. We're being urged to 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 walk in this. We're being urged to 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 look beyond these these addictions and these everyday thoughts and these old habits and these coping mechanisms, we're being we're being we're being embraced to to we're being asked to embrace our new identity and how that we're one with Jesus. We're being called to. This is I believe this more. And this is what I spend most of my day and time doing. Is we're we're really being invited and called to really understand who we are in Jesus, what He's done to us, and wake up every day and just. Live that out. Live as the new creation that we are. No matter what, no matter what we're focused on in that, we can still choose to believe that. And if we believe, again, the other message is whatever those lies going to be, that's that's the that's going to be the ongoing renewal of the mind. Is, is that those first things that I said about defining ourselves by by our thoughts, by what we've done, by comparing our worth to how successful we are, how much of a failure we are, all those things. 
And yet then as the invitation is to begin to build our identity and worth in Jesus. And to know that, as Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. I believe this more than anything, that God wants to renew your mind to the truth of who you really are in Jesus. Yes, there's going to be important decisions to make, but I really believe the first one is to believe uh, and, and understand God's what God's done to you and what he's remade you into and how he sees you, his view of you, because his view of you is actually true, not what you think of yourself, not what you believe about yourself. And then I think the second part of that then is, is where we're focused. Are we focused on, on all of those things I mentioned in the beginning where we're focused on our past, we're focused on the failures, we're focused on the successes, we're focused on, we're focused on ourselves, we're focused on what happened to us or the addiction? Or are we focused on, <laughs> we focused on Jesus? We focused on what God wants us to focus on. We can actually ignore them. And again, I'll read this verse again, Romans 6, 11, and 12. It says, Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, you do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. It's okay to focus on this new creation that he's made you to be. You don't have to overanalyze all this sin on why did I do this and why did I do that? Sure, it's again. We've said it's the core. It's it's the core lie, the false belief. And and we we don't have to be surprised that we're going to be getting these because the flesh is not going away, the power of sin is not going away, uh, the world and the brokenness of the world is not going away. But 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 the idea that we are actually dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus that is that's the greater reality here. We're being invited to. So oftentimes we think the greater reality is that is the flesh and the world. And, and we have to, I love the scripture where it says the one that's in us is greater than the one that's in the world. All of those things that are in the world, the power of Christ in us is so much greater than that. And we don't have to come up with more theories and more patterns and more programs of how to be get better at resisting all those things. We have the one true resistance in us because we have the life of Christ in us. So trying to analyze and figure out why we did this and why we did that and how to better approach it, sure, there can be some discussion about that, but ultimately it just leads back to the same answer, and that same answer is Jesus. It's always Jesus. We can skirt around that. We can talk around that forever, but the answer is always Jesus. I've known more people, and I spent, uh, you know, for sure, twenty years of my for twenty years of this addiction. Ten of those years, overanalyzing, trying to quit these struggles, and really, really analyze and try to figure out new ways and new approaches. And I continued to struggle just as much, sometimes even more. I actually believe God's God was inviting me to embrace who I really was, the truth of my new identity, to ignore all those lies that I could actually do that to to get to get to embrace his truth about me and to to move forward without constantly asking the why question of why am I doing that? 
I think that's the invitation. That's what I want to leave you with today is that, sure, the flesh is there, but if we can distinct, if we can make that distinguish, distinguish uh, what it is, how it's being presented to us, and then the greater reality, though, that's what we, I want you to walk away with today. The greater reality is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's your hope. That's your freedom. That's the choice that you get to make today. You're not your own worst enemy. You're not an enemy to God. And those those thoughts, those negative thoughts, those fleshly thoughts, those are not you either. And God knows everything about that too. That's not who you are. And in those things, if you even if you choose to go to them, His grace is more than sufficient, more than enough. So I say today, embrace who you are. Embrace the freedom that you have in Jesus and, and walk by His Spirit today because that's what you really want and that's who you really are. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Any feedback or ratings on this podcast would so encourage us. If you'd like to pursue one-on-one coaching, we offer that as well. As we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.